Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin, I'm the C, and with me is Zijan. Who's the Z? Hello, Zijan. Hi, Colin. I'm very sad. You're very sad. Why is that? I didn't get the tickets for the Harry Potter play. Oh. Yeah, I know. I was queuing up for that uh, Friday 40 thing. I got all my colleagues to queue up for it. Oh, yeah. And in, in case anyone gets the tickets, they would sell them to me. But no, we didn't get through. Yeah, very sad day. Lots of tickets are becoming available next week, aren't they? We shouldn't tell people this in case they get ahead of us in the queue. Well, we can produce this uh, podcast on... We can release this podcast on, what, Friday? Yeah. Then it'll be all good. You're right. We're talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, in case everyone uh, has been burying their head in the sand recently. Um, it's not a movie, but it's got connections to movies. But let's talk about movies. Um, we're on episode 7, Zijan. Yay! We managed to make it to another prime number. We did. We're on the, the, the Force Awakens of podcast episodes. We are. This is where it gets good again. <laughs> uh, so this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Beyond. We're also going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, which is all very exciting. Were you in San Diego, mm-hmm. Zijan? No, I've not been to America. No. I've, I've... Where is San Diego? Is it in Florida? Uh, it's in California. Oh, it's close enough. It's not close. Uh, <laughs> I've been to San Diego Zoo. Um, is it good? It was very good. Yes, they got polar bears. Um, oh. But I wasn't at San Diego Comic Con, so I had to get it off on Twitter and YouTube. Um, uh, we're also going to do a Batman quiz. Very excited by that. Yeah, you do realize that, Colin? Your all your quiz suggestions happen to be comic book films recently. Is that right? Yes. Also, by the way, my friend has said that I'm being too nice to you in my quizzes. Okay. Yes. Uh, for, for, so keep that in mind. If if you're a first time listener, we we do a quiz uh, every episode. We write questions for each other, and then Zijiang claims that his questions were too easy and mine were too hard. Uh, regardless, that always happens. We can poll our viewers. Yes. If if you think uh, the questions are too easy or too hard, let us know. Uh, in fact, there's now a new way to let people know Zijiang. This is the first item of news. It's a bit personal. Yes. We're on Twitter. Wait, I have no idea how to use Twitter. No, I have a deeply unpopular uh, Twitter account already, so I don't really know how to use it either. But we're now on Twitter, at C to Z of movies. Who knows what will happen there? All sorts of exciting things, possibly. But it's an easy way for you to get in touch with us. Tweet us, at C to Z of movies. Tell us. We're so in touch with technology now. Yeah. Sooner or later, we'll be on the WhatsApp and the Instagram Mm. and the, the Snapchat. Um, <laughs> I don't think Snapchat works this way. <laughs> I don't know. Should we do, <laughs> should we do some news? Yes, let's do that. Shall I start? Go for it. Uh, yeah, I always start with Disney news, and here's Disney news. Meryl Streep is supposed to be joining Emily Blunt in the Mary Poppins film. So I hear. Now titled Mary Poppins Returns, and she is going to play Mary Poppins' cousin Topsy. I didn't know she was called. Okay, Topsy, Topsy Poppins. <laughs> is she also a nanny? I have no idea. She's not really signed on the dotted line yet, but it's more likely that she'll take up the role. And because she's Meryl Streep, she's going to win an Oscar. She's going to win an Oscar, yeah. Um, In fairness, she might only get nominated. You never know. Yeah, probably. But it's uh, going to be an Into the Woods reunion too as well, because Rob Marshall is directing it as well. So basically he's just going for people that he already knows, just flicking through his phone book. Meryl Streep can kind of sing. She sang in that, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we can give her that. I don't mind having my strip around. She'll be delighted to know that. Um, <laughs> this, this is why she was wavering on signing. It's like, what does Zijan think? <laughs> my opinion matters. I she, can't help it. You should tweet her. Yeah. <laughs> With our new Twitter account. <laughs> um, I, have some, I have some news. Kirsten Dunst yep. is going to uh-huh. be directing a film of The Bell Jar. Do you know what The Bell Jar is, Zijan? No, I thought my silence would get something <laughs> here. Um, so The Bell Jar, it's a book by Sylvia Plath. Um, I've not read it because I'm not a emotionally overwrought teenage girl, uh, which uh-huh. is the, the, the major audience of that. But I'm a fan of Kirsten Dunst. Um, so, her directorial debut. I wish her luck. What's The Bell Jar about? Well, I asked my brother this, who, uh, who's got his, his doctorate in English literature, thinking he might uh-huh. be able to tell me. Um, uh, uh, he was a, a little bit vague, but kind of suicide and stuff um, seemed to be the. That sounds cheery. It, it does sound cheery. I can't. Yeah. I think she tries suicide, but then doesn't like. Kirsten Dunst, director. There you go. So I, I've been a fan of Kirsten Dunst for uh, for many years. Yeah, um, so we I, all know that now. Yes. 
and I wish her well. Uh, I also want, I think it's important here on the C to Z of movies that we get the pronunciation of Kirsten Dunst's first name correct. So it's Kirsten, not Kirsten. 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 That's why I say it. It's close enough. Yeah. Do you have any more news? Uh, not many this time around, but I, there's the musical based on Groundhog Day that's coming out in the West End. Oh, it yes. came out in the West End, yeah. So you've seen Groundhog Day, haven't you, Colin? You like Groundhog a, Day. I have. It's a great film. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so um, Tim Minchin. I'm not sure whether you know who he is. Tim the Minchin, Aust- he did the uh, music for Matilda, didn't he? Yes, yes, and I loved Matilda, the musical. So I'm looking forward to watching Groundhog Day, the musical, again. He's I a, think that would work, yeah. So it's a great film for... For those people who haven't seen Groundhog Day, why don't you tell them about it, Zijan? What is Groundhog Day? It's about a newscaster. Oh, yes. Played by Mil- Bill Murray. Why? I just pronounced Mil Murray. Bill Murray. Mil Murray. <laughs> and he basically relieved the same day over and over again. Have you got all kinds of sounds day. in the background over there? Is that? That's the plane flying over oh, right. my building at the moment. Yeah, okay. th- that's pretty much Groundhog Day. So I'm keen to see what the musical, how they're going to do a musical. Sounds After good. After I get my Harry Potter play tickets, of course. You're just uh, a frequent visit to the West End. Yeah, that's what Londoners do. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, have some, I have some more news. So you know how previously our, our favourite actor, Alden Ehrenreich, uh, we thought yes. might, might appear in Rogue One. Yep. Not happening. He's not going to be in it. What? There's, there's no Han Solo in Rogue One. It's been confirmed. Um, oh, which is a shame. I thought he'd, uh, I thought he'd pop up for a bit. But Rogue One was, as you said, set before Episode Four, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. When oh, Han yeah. Solo was bumbling around, smuggling stuff, you just yeah, thought it worked well. It's it's a bit difficult to make everything connected again. I I find it. I I think it would be better if he just stays away from it. I guess, because I think it can get quite annoying if everyone somehow connected. Yes, you, I guess you you don't want to you don't want to push coincidences too far, do you? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So I uh, if I rather they keep him out of the film, um, unless you know he has a significant role to play, and not and it not being a coincidence, yeah, help. Mm. I guess it could be one of these bluff things where they're going to tell us he's not in it, and then suddenly he does appear, and we all yeah, as a cameo. Uh, oh look, yes. I was the one who supplied the part to build the Death Star. <laughs> yes, bum bum bum. <laughs> Are you saying Han Solo was, was evil all along? Is that her? Maybe. And that's why his son ended up like the way he is. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, so Avengers Affinity War. Basically, all, all my news today seems to, or most of it, seems to be just contradicting things we were told before. Um, so Avengers, Avengers Affinity War, part one and part yep. two. They yes. renamed part one to Avengers Infinity War, and part two has been renamed to Untitled Avengers Film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I imagine they're not going to keep that name. Uh, Wouldn't it be good if they did? If they just released it in films called Untitled Avengers film. I great. didn't know that. Is it due to the fact that um, Justice League has became one film? Well, now? maybe because yeah, they did the same thing already, didn't they? Um, uh. I I don't know. They haven't really given a reason. I guess maybe they wanted to emphasise that the first one was a self-contained story rather than. Just ending on a cliffhanger, maybe? Well, they could do something like the last Harry Potter film. Well, they just keep splitting it. Yeah, they keep splitting it. It was, you know, it wasn't really a self-contained film the first part, I have to say. No, but even like Civil War mm. wasn't, I mean, it was. It, it had obviously a self-contained narrative, but it left a lot of things dangling for sequels. That's true. That is very true. But everyone knows it's, there's going to be a part one and part two anyway, so <laughs> whether they rename it or not doesn't make a difference. It doesn't, yes. It's a bit odd. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe people wouldn't go and see part two if they hadn't seen part one. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's up to you for the news today, Colin, because I ran out. Okay. So you well, may well, as well just keep going on. I'll, I'll whistle through a few, a few quick things. Um, Suicide Squad has been rated 15. Um, that's, oh, yep, that was a I saw that. Which I think makes... I, I'm surprised it wasn't a 12A because a lot of their audience will be that kind of... Well, a lot of the people who watch these films will be kids that kind of age. Apparently over in the States it's PG-13, but we're, we're a, a bit more scared over here. Do you remember what Deadpool was? I can't remember now. Was it... Uh, Deadpool would have been a 15, I would have thought. Okay, I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no way they'll ever make one of these in 18, I don't think. No. But um, 50, so 15 is as strong as it'll get. Mm. 
Um, you're familiar with uh, Edgar Wright, the director of uh, films like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, um, yep. Scott Pilgrim. Yep. He he's put on on Twitter or well, he put it on Twitter, but on some of the website his favorite films. He put up his his top thousand favorite films. That's incredible. He has one thousand favorite films. Apparently, I mean, how many films has he seen? I don't know. Uh, Have you gone through the list yet? What's number one? Well, he he put them in chronological order rather than uh, rather than order of favorite. So um, I, I did go through the list. I've seen two hundred and one of them. Uh, That's not so, bad, eh? So I, I one thought right. of it, yeah. Got some mm. way to go, but I was I was okay. But Are there any to... films there that surprised you? I think the biggest surprise was the Beatles film Magical Mystery Tour, which I think might be the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Edgar Wright's only seen a thousand films, I don't know. But it, I mean, it's absolute garbage. Um, and I love the Beatles a great deal. So um, so that surprised me. Mm. And, and so basically, and now this week, he's just got lots of people tweeting him saying, "What? why did you not include such and such a film? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, poor chap. Well, uh, yeah. it's his opinion, right, at the end of the day. Well, that's so. what he keeps saying. It's like, just because it's not my top list doesn't mean I don't like it um, exactly well it makes it means that you like it less than the previous 1000 films that's, you that is true <laughs> I, I, was think, I was trying to think how many films I've seen I, I'm confident I've seen uh, more than a thousand films but I reckon it can't be that much more than a thousand no I, I can't work out how many films I've seen myself I am very bad in estimation I really am me too but fortunately I keep uh, I keep pictures of, of every film I have on DVD Mm-hmm. And that's uh, just top eight hundred. So there must be a couple of hundred films I've seen that I, that I don't have on DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. It's um, good to keep records now. Yeah. W- one last piece of news before we go on to, to Comic Con news. Yeah. Um, you're you're a, you're a fan of the Divergent film series, right, Susan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> where do you come up with that idea, Colin? <laughs> I'm going to deny this the whole time. No, no. no. What? What? Did you say that Divergent is in Divergent? Your t- what? Divergent. <laughs> Would you say it's in your top thousand favorite film? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. <laughs> anyway, I've, I've not seen any of the Divergent films, but apparently uh, they're doing so badly now. That the last Divergent film, let's oh. say it's called, I don't know, Convergent, um, <laughs> is, going st- <laughs> is going straight to TV. Ah, uh, yes, I read about that. Um, that's that's quite a quite a disaster, really, because it was supposed to be up there with Hunger Games and. Well, not quite Harry Potter level, but it was supposed to be the new big thing for, for teen audiences. It was apocalyptic teen yeah. romance triangles thing. As, as that lovely subgenre. Basically, it's yeah. that and Maze Runner um, and, and Twilight. But is Twilight post-apocalyptic? Probably not. No. Anyway. It so happens it's been... in the present, Colin. Does it really? Okay. Vampires. Vampires, indeed. Um, so there you go. Going straight to TV. And no, that's quite been... sad though. There are some big stars in it as well. That's Ma- Miles Teller's in it. Poor, uh, poor Miles Winslet's Teller. Kate Winslet's yeah, in it. Yeah, she's not going to turn up for a TV thing, is she? I have no idea. So maybe they'll get someone who looks like Kate Winslet in it. Yes, yes. If you look like Kate Winslet, send your CV into, uh, I don't know, HBO or wherever it's going to be. Right, San Diego Comic Con. What a lot happened to San Diego Comic Con. Lots um, of trailers. Lots and lots of trailers. So I, I've, I, in my trusty Word document, I've broken it down to trailers and other. Really? Wow. Yeah. So should we in talk my to... trusty Excel document, oh, yeah. I have three trailers that I've wanted to talk about more than the others. Okay. Yeah. I've written down every trailer I saw pretty much. So, <laughs> um, well, p- pick a trailer and let's talk about it. Let's start with the big one, the Justice League trailer. Justice League trailer, which technically isn't a trailer. No. Um, Let's talk about it. What What do you think of it? Um, you posted it on Facebook, Colin, so I'm pretty sure you liked it. I've put it on Facebook uh, with the phrase, Curse you, DC, you're making me hope again. Because uh-huh. um, after the disappointment of Batman v Superman, I was like, oh, this, this whole film... Because Man of Steel wasn't great, and Batman v Superman was worse, in my opinion. And I was just no. really disappointed by the whole thing. And now I've seen this, and I'm thinking, actually, actually, maybe they can do it. So we see... Um, uh, ben Affleck's Batman. He, he's wandering around trying to assemble a team. Uh-huh. So he goes and sees our friend uh, Aquaman and uh, and the Flash. And we see a bit of Wonder Woman as well. And we see a little bit of uh, Cyborg. Very little bit of Cyborg. Yeah, not much of him at all. Um, I, I liked the humour. We saw more humour than we'd seen in the whole of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, I think. Yes. But bear in mind that they did put, try to put some humour in the Batman v Superman trailer as well. 
when they use the scene where Batman was saying, oh, I thought she was with you. Yes. But the one funny so, moment in the film. <laughs> the one funny moment in the film. So I, I'm a bit skeptical still. Yeah, I, I do wonder if they have pushed all the jokes into this footage. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked the Flash. I thought he looked um, he looked good. Well, see, I have to disagree with you on that. Okay, disagree yeah, away. I think I'm a I'm I think I'm a big fan of Grant Gustin in the Flash TV series, and I like him a lot in that. I I found this Flash um, a bit distracting. Okay. I think um, where I think I can understand why he does it. I mean, it's supposed to be that his mind's going a thousand miles an hour, but his eyes keep moving in many different directions okay. the whole time. Like, do you I, not notice that? I didn't spot that. No. Okay. Yeah, because when he was talking um, to Batman um, in the trailer, he, he, he his yeah to Bruce Wayne, his his eyes were just Wait, going Fr- all over the place. Bruce Wayne is Batman. <sighs> oh wow. Sorry, Colin. That was one of my questions as well. Yes, Spoilers. That man quiz. I didn't spot that, but I, I, I mean, I love the Flash TV series. I, I love Grant Gustin on that role as well. I think that's the best of the superhero TV series, apart from probably Daredevil. But um, I think that's really, really good. But um, I liked. He kind of seemed to play more, almost the Peter Parker role that we got in Civil War. Kind of the, the young, young engineer. Kid is, uh, yeah, and Ben Affleck is the, is the Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. equivalent. Um, but yeah, I thought he, he didn't get too because oh, sometimes if your wise cracking all the time, it can get really annoying. And fair enough, we really saw a brief glimpse of him, but it didn't feel like he was going in that direction. No, that's true. Do you feel like that DC is trying to learn, uh, take some lessons from the Marvel book? Um, I think they're trying to correct from the criticism they've had before, and a lot of the criticism they've had has been. Why you're not more like Marvel? Um, <laughs> but but the majority of the things that were wrong with Batman v Superman was the plot itself and the storyline and the trailer just can't do much about that though. That's true, but I think the, the, well the humor that we've talked about, but there was a it just felt so gloomy Batman v Superman the entire time, and I think there's already indication they're not gonna. I mean, all, all the directors of all the other DC films keep saying, "Oh no, ours is much lighter, much much lighter in tone." And I don't know whether they're just saying that or whether it's uh, actually the way they're going. Mm. I quite like Aquaman, though. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a great, uh, great understanding. I, I I've never read any Aquaman stuff. I don't he know much about him. Fish. He speaks to fish. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of him where he looks a lot different to that. Um, yeah, just he, a young... he, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. It's the this same thing... way for the Flash as well, though. Barry Allen is supposed to be blonde, I think, in the comic books. Really. Yeah, so there you go. Did not know that. But yeah, mm. I'm I'm not sure about Aquaman. They've they've made him very much kind of a like Neptune, kind of very inspired by the gods, as opposed to just a bloke. I suppose he is he a god? Uh, no, not really. He just lives in the sea. Fine. Mm. Um, yeah, and, they, and that's why his eyes were a bit funny. That seems to be. <laughs> yeah, but I prefer this introduction to him rather than that weird introduction Batman v Superman. <laughs> he just looked in the camera. Yeah, I mean, I think the Wonder Woman opening a bunch of trailers on her computer wasn't the wasn't the way to introduce the characters. Yeah, that's true. But I do agree with you that the, the humor does add um, add a lot to lighten the tone in yeah. this film. So, so, I'm, um, to it. so I'm I'm hopeful, mm-hmm. um, even though it is Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of DC, we had the had a Wonder Woman trailer. Yes, um, and I, I don't want to go down too many uh, Marvel analogies, but this feels very much like the Captain America. It does because it's set, it's set in World War One, isn't it? I think Wonder Woman. I think it's World War. Is it World War One or World War Two? I'm not sure. It's one of the World Wars. Yeah. Sure. They were definitely fighting the Germans. Um. <laughs> they were, and I was thinking the whole time while watching that trailer is that Wonder Woman is born from a god. Sure. And she is practically invulnerable. Yep. And she can fly. And she's super strong. Well, did did we see her fly? Well, she could fly in the comic books. I'm not sure. I'm not sure she's going to be flying in this. Um, okay, but she's super strong, and she's fighting mere mortals. Yeah, I know. I know. I know this fight. Okay, first of all, the fighting scenes look really cool. Yeah, yeah. In that, but this kind of imbalance is just a bit too much. Like <laughs> in, in Captain America, I can understand that. So Captain America, he isn't. 
invulnerable. He can get hurt. He can get injured. No. Yeah. But this is Wonder Woman. You know. I, you know when 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 people say that you know you're worried about people dying or anything. This is Wonder Woman. She can't. She... <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they'll find something that. It's like Superman and his kryptonite. I'm sure they'll find something that she's vulnerable to. Yeah. You've got to for the story purposes, haven't you? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think she, I mean, I've never really seen Gal Gadot in anything else. I don't think, obviously, apart from a bit in Batman v Superman. Hmm. But I think she looks like a really good fit for that character. I think she's going to she do a great job. Yeah. And as I say, the fighting scenes was really good, but to me it seems a bit unfair. I feel very sorry <laughs> for the Germans. <laughs> I really do you feel, feel sorry, sorry for, the... for the Germans. Yeah, it's basically he, she can just level the whole field. But are, are we? I, mean, I know there are scenes of her battle, fighting in battle, but I don't. I imagine her job is not going to be to to win whichever world war it was. She has a sword. She does have a sword. Yeah, and, and, and a shield. If you she if you walk shield. into a battle with a shield and a sword, you expect to you know. And try lasso. and win she's, the battle. She's, she's got a lasso. I mean, I, I'm sure she'll fight fight some of these soldiers, but that's not going to be her her mission as such, is it? That's not going to be the whole point of the film. Yeah, sure. so I'm wondering who the big bad is going to be. Because mm. I'm pretty sure that should be one who is about her equal, really. And in the Wonder Woman comics, uh, one of her more uh, notorious villains is the God of War itself, Ares. Okay. So I'm wondering whether he'll make an appearance or not in this. I have heard rumours of that, so it could be. Mm. So yeah, I think they'll make it more fair. <laughs> it's all about a fair fight with you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, yes, kind of. <laughs> okay. And uh, obviously uh, Chris Pine doing his, his stuff. I don't know whether... Doing his stuff, Colin. That's called acting. It's called acting. <laughs> that's a generous interpretation of Chris Pine. No, that's not fair. He's fine. That's not fair, yeah. He's all right. Mm. He smiles nicely, um, yeah. but I don't know whether this is this is him. This is his his only DC film, because obviously, either he's going to do a um, a Peggy and and that, that maybe appear as an old person later, or she's going to freeze him in in ice as, just as like Captain do. America, just yeah. like Captain America. No, uh, I was going to say I can't remember Chris Pine's character's name. Is it Steve Trevor, right? Uh, that I rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. So the thing is, I'm pretty sure in the modern comics he is quite young in okay. the modern world. So I'm quite surprised that he appeared in the old, old um in, in World War One or World War Two, whichever one. <laughs> whichever one. <laughs> yeah, whichever one was it. Yeah, I was quite surprised. Maybe he has a son. Yes. Who looks exactly like him. And name him after himself. So it'll be Steve, Steve Trevor, Trevor Jr. Jr. And that will be the one in the comics that I know so well. Um, I mean, I, it's unlikely that Wonder Woman is going to have a romantic relationship with both him and his son. I mean, it's it's weird enough when Captain America hooks up with uh, Peggy's niece, but uh, niece, you're not related. What do you mean? <laughs> How is a niece not related? No. <laughs> um, if you're if you're okay, for example, if oh your boy. wife, <laughs> if your wife's brother's daughter, they are your niece as well, right? Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> from this exciting in- <laughs> journey into genealogy. Well, we're going through English here. I'm learning a lot of English and grammar. <laughs> yes. Well, I can confirm you what people are related to their niece. Um, that's, that's why they're called their niece. Um, how about Kong Skull Island? Um, so this is a, a trailer for King, another King Kong film. Oh, I've heard- I did watch this trailer, actually. You didn't watch it? No, no, no. Well, let okay. me describe it to you. Um, is it is Jack Black in it? No. Is Adrian Brody in it? No. They were all in the previous film. They were. So this this has no relation whatsoever, I think, to the, uh, the Peter Jackson's King Kong film from about 10 years ago now, is it? Something like that. Is the Empire State Building in it? No. No, that's quite sad then. Uh, not in the trailer, at least. So the, the um, our happy crew go off to uh, to Skull Island, um, where they encounter ridiculously big King Kong. And it's the biggest King Kong you've ever seen. Uh, but it stars um, Tom Hiddleston. Um, it's got Samuel L. Jackson, who turns up in pretty much every blockbuster. He was in <laughs> He was in Tarzan. I, I, I haven't seen Tarzan. But was he, he really? Yeah. He, he just, if he's doing a blockbuster, you're like, right, we need, we need Samuel L. Jackson. He's doing a Nick Cage, isn't he? Luke Cage? He's doing a Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, well, yes, although Nicolas Cage just turns up in any film, whereas Samuel Jackson seems to turn up in big films. Mm. Um, 
It's got uh, it's got John Goodman, who's always great, and it's got Brie Larson, who I'm a big fan of, um, and we have other Brie Larson news soon. I expect. So, what's this supposed to be? Is this a prequel to Kong? A sequel to so Kong? So, I've heard it described as a prequel, um, but I'm not sure. A sequel because Kong died, didn't he? Well, I'm not sure exactly what it's supposed to be a prequel to, because I don't okay. know whether they're going to try and fit the other film into this timeline. Uh, but apparently, 2020, they've already lined up. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. That's really? Gonna is this uh, part of the monster cinematic universe? That you're I, th- I about? think this is a new cinematic universe. Um, the a giant things monster. that crush cities. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, okay. But I didn't see Godzilla, but he was ridiculously massive. So even this, even this King Kong, which is really big, is this part of the Power Rangers on. reboot as well? Probably. Yeah. Um, maybe they're all Transformers. It's a King Kong Transformer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been a fan of Brie Larson for a long time. I think she's phenomenal in uh, in Short Term Twelve. She's good and spectacular now. Scott Pilgrim, and uh, I know I, I separated this into trailers and other. But since we're talking about Brie Larson, or at least I am, might as well hit that bit of news. She's going to be Captain Marvel. Yep. Yes. T- tell I me know. about Captain um, Marvel's agent. What do you want to know about Captain Marvel? She is a fighter pilot. Okay. Um, who meets a dying Kree and for those who do not know what a Kree is you should watch Guardians of the Galaxy which briefly mentions what a Kree is it's an alien species okay. in the Marvel Universe um, and the Kree somehow um, she somehow got the powers of the Kree it's something very similar to the uh, the Green Lantern okay. storyline if you realise that yeah, it's a fighter pilot fighter pilot seeing a dying alien and then getting the powers of it um but she is actually the uh just a bit of news, the new Captain Marvel, um yes. Carol Danvers, she is actually in the latest comic book Civil War series. Okay. As well. So Marvel has just uh, reopened uh Civil War Two. Mm. And now uh, instead of Captain America against Iron Man, it's actually Captain Marvel against Iron Man. So I'm not sure whether this will tie into the films in he any way. He doesn't like those captains. Yeah, he um, really doesn't like the captains, yeah. Um Okay, interesting. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a fantastic bit of casting. Obviously, just uh, won her Oscar earlier this year. Mm. And they uh, they get decent actors, don't they? Yeah, they do. Marvel gets their, their pick of the crop, really. They do, mm. they do. Going through Marvel, we can go to the Marvel trailer that came out. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So um, we, we already had a, a teaser before, didn't we? But um, yes. this is a bit longer. It is a bit longer. And... What do you think of it? Um, I, um, I I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I spent a lot of time wondering how on earth they're going to fit that into the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so um, so if you haven't seen the Doctor Strange trailer, well, it's like three minutes, so go and watch it. But um, Benedict Cumberbatch plays uh, Stephen Strange, who yeah. is a doctor, hence mm-hmm. the name Doctor Strange. Uh, and he goes, his, his hands get mangled. He goes off and sees the Y, the, the Ancient One. The ancient one, paid by Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton in some fantastic whitewashing. Um, Going on there, yep. And he learns all sorts of mystical things, and that's about all we saw, isn't it? But um, he, it's got lots of kind of very Inception-y, I think I said before, it um, does. kind of cities folding on each other, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can teleport and stuff, which is all looks looks very impressive. But I'm thinking, if if you're trying to put this into the, let's say that the Civil War movie. Suddenly, if you've got people who can just walk through a golden ring and teleport, it changes everything quite a lot. Yeah, the thing is, Doctor Strange is pretty much omnipotent in the comic books as well. He can do okay. anything he wants to. Um, and usually, they have a counterbalance. Like, the Scarlet Witch was a good counterbalance to Doctor right. Strange as well, because she's supposed to be as powerful okay. as he was. But obviously, they tone her powers down in the film. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they tone his powers down in the film as well. What do you think of his accent, by the way? We talked about this before, didn't we? Um, it makes me think a lot of um, Hugh Laurie's house accent, still. Uh, I don't know why they did it, to be honest. Can't you just say he's English? <laughs> Saves um, a lot of time, yeah. I, I, I imagine well, you'll watch it in like, the first couple of minutes, it'll feel really awkward and then it'll be fine. Yeah, because um, I've been reading lots of comments about um, Americans commenting about the accent, and... Uh, I'm not good with accents myself, so they all sound pretty much about the same to me. So I couldn't sure. tell whether it's a good American accent or not. I mean, what is a good American accent? America is huge. Yeah, that's true. He can just claim he's from 
a bit that they've not been to before. Yeah, um, exactly. Ra- Ra- Rachel McAdams in it. She didn't speak in the trailer, in fairness, but she's no, she she's looks Canadian. sad. I don't know whether she's going to do a. She looks sad. I'm, she looks sure sad just, in the trailer. I'm sure she's just acting as Asian. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, she was acting, but she was looking sad in the trailer. And I did like yeah. the piece of um, humor in the end. After that, the, the Wi-Fi password joke. Yeah, that was that was quite good actually. Um, but right. yeah. I thought the trailer wasn't impressive. No, no, it was it was okay. Um, it was very Inception like. Yeah, mm, but because well, a lot of these scenes, yeah, because they they end up like they say folding cities back on themselves and yeah. tilting trees, and I think. There's no way they're actually doing that. So I don't know how much of this stuff is kind of like almost dreams. Well, probably not a dream sequence, but kind of a... It feels like it's probably some sort of portal or something rather than a city is actually being bent in half. Yeah. Like like Inception. So we, we, we'll see. I mean, I've, I've, there's enough there to make me think it's going to be... It's going to be fine, isn't it? I mean, it's a marvel. They don't tend to make bad films these days. Yeah. We say that now. I'm hoping this yeah. won't be the first. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's Iron Man 2 was pretty bad. But... um. But on a good run. Yep. Uh, did you see the trailer for King Arthur Legend of the Sword? No, I didn't. I was very selective on the trailers I watched, <laughs> clearly. Oh, right. yeah, I watched them all. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be quick about this. But, uh, it's Guy Ritchie, um, who obviously did like Lockstock and uh, Snatch back in the day. Yep. Um, he's also more recently done the uh, Sherlock Holmes films, which I think are really good. Yep. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and this feels quite Sherlock Holmesy. In fact, but I didn't know he was doing this, so I was watching the trailer, and uh, as it was happening, I thought, this is quite like Sherlock Holmes. Um, and then it said by director Guy Ritchie. And I thought, all right, tell me why. Um, but it's it's a retelling of King Arthur, but they've done it uh, starring, I think it's Charlie Hunman, who um, he hasn't done a lot. He was in Pacific with... Rim, I think. Yes, he was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And he played Nicholas Nickleby in the in the film of Nicholas Nickleby, which I thought was uh, was a decent performance. So, which but... part of the Arthurian legend are they picking out from? Well, they, they, there's a lot of swords being taken out of stones. Well, just one sword, really. Yeah. Um, See about that, and he's being. Uh, the, the trailer is based around him being um, asked lots of questions, like interrogated uh, okay. about his his role in this. Okay. And it's so you. It feels almost Edgaritish as well, where he's kind of he's as he's telling them what's happening. You see it mm. being reacted in kind of like fast motion, and um, they're definitely playing it for laughs. Mm-hmm. He's got a haircut that is very very twenty first century, so I think they're going quite incongruous. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'll bother watching it. This is not like a retelling of King Arthur in the 21st century, right? No, no, no it is set... It's set in Arthurian times. In Arthurian times. Mm-hmm. Famous, famous Arthurian times. Um, but it, it feels like there's a lot of 21st century sensibilities. Um, it also included the phrase, raised on the streets. And I like the idea of King Arthur being raised on the streets. <laughs> just, a, just, some, just some mud street in Cornwall. Does, but does he still. rap as well and sing hip-hop? He... He, he, he didn't. Dance. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't sing hip hop in the trailer. But we can't. We can but hope. <laughs> what other trailers did you see? I then? saw the um, Harry Potter trailer. It's not Harry Potter. It's the Fantastic Beasts and Where You Can Find Them trailer. Mm, I didn't write that down. But I did see it. Oh. Uh, um, Colin Farrell's in it. I didn't know he was going to be in it. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, so what's his name? What's the main guy's name? He's got an Oscar. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Um, yeah, he plays the main guy. <laughs> oh my god, I should have done a lot more research on this. Given uh, such... Newt. Newt. Yes. Newt Scrimgeour. No, Newt no. Scalamander or something. Like that. Newt. Newt. Something. That's, yes. <laughs> Newt Salamander. We, we know less about this than anyone listening. <laughs> no, uh, I I watched the trailer. That's something. Yep. Yeah. And I've I've watched it twice, but I still can't remember. <laughs> New Scamander or something like that. Yeah, but I've heard that there's no big bad in this film. I okay. was told about that. So yeah, all the Harry Potter films there's always there's you have Voldemort lurking in the background and there's always Don't say, don't say his name to you. Don't say his oh, name. Is he standing behind me right now? <laughs> Possibly, I can't see. <laughs> um so it's it's set in America, yes, which, which I'm sure the Americans are very excited by, because okay. um, in in the previous Harry Potter films, J.K. Rowling in particular, I think, was very big on um, actors had to be from the country they were playing. So everyone in it was English, yes, uh, in, or Irish, apart from um, Victor Cor- Crumb or uh, or the French Fleur de Lacos. Sure. Um, so in this one, I guess Colin Farrell's playing Irish, um, and they must have lost a lot of American actors. I didn't 
I didn't really recognise any of the American actors. No. Um, and this was set way before the Harry Potter series, isn't it? Yeah, so I, from the look of it, I'm guessing 30s or something like that. Mm. Um, uh, or maybe 20s. But, um, so the idea is he's he's got a suitcase filled with fantastic creatures. And where you can find and them. They, and where you can find them is New York. And I think he's like, the author of the book that becomes yeah. one of um, Harry Potter's syllables for Care of Magical Creatures, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. And in fact, the book was released as a quite relief tie-in a few years ago here. And it's quite small and basically just, it's, it's, it's fine, but it's just, just a list of creatures and amusing things about them. So there's no narrative at all. No. So th- this this trilogy of films is based completely on, well, it's, it's not based on Africa at all, it's just it's, it's new stories. Well, J.K. Rowling needs to feed her kid, right? So I'm sure she's doing okay. <laughs> um, so it's her birthday as we record. Is it? Um, happy birthday, J.K. Rowling. Happy birthday, J.K. Apologies that it's a few days late. Uh Presumably, unless you're going to get this out tonight. Well, of course, she shares um, the same birthday as Harry, right? Oh, does she really? Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, did you like the trailer? Uh, I did enjoy it. Um, uh, well, mostly because I miss Harry Potter a lot. Yes. Know? So, yeah, yeah. it just brings back the kind of um, air about it that I do enjoy. Yeah. So, in that sense, yes, I do enjoy it. So, um, another trailer that was released at Comic Con was for a film called Snowden. What kind of trailers uh, are you is- watching, Colin? I've never heard of this. <laughs> so Snowden with an E rather than with an O, so it's not about a mountain in the Oh! Uh, it's about uh, Edward Snowden. Yep. Um, so it's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Didn't uh, make a film about him before already? Uh, nope. No, that's the oh, first one. I oh, they may have made a doc- uh, There may have been a documentary about okay. him, actually. Yeah, go um, on. And Shailene Woodley, in fact, is, is playing uh, his love interest in that. Uh, but Edward Snowden is an chap- uh, American chap who, who released a lot of uh, information and then hid in Russia, but um, I'm trying to work out why on earth they took this to Comic Con because it's. I mean, it sounds quite interesting. I'll probably watch it, but it's got absolutely nothing to do with popular culture no. in any way. Mm. Nothing to do with comics. No. It's t- um, so it's a little bit surprising that it was there at all. But um, directed by Oliver Stone, who did um, JFK and Platoon and, and Wall Street. I think. Um, so it'd be interesting. He, he's quite a left wing chap, so it'd be interesting to see how he how he approaches Edward Stone because some people think that this guy is like, an absolute hero for releasing it and some people think he's a complete mm-hmm. traitor and I, th- and I don't know whether the film's going to be kind of well from, from the trailer they, 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 I think they put both those words in actually kind of saying well he's he's misunderstood or he's he's viewed lots of different ways but I don't know they're, they're going to have to take a choice as to which way they present yeah. him so it'll be interesting to see how that goes but as I say no idea why it was at Comic Con <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they do put some weird things in Comic Con once in a while so there you go yeah. that's the outlier yeah you got, you got any more? Uh, not any more trailers, but I um, saw the Guardians of the Galaxy to... What's it, what do you call it? Is it a conference? It's not a conference, isn't it? It's the, uh, the panel. The panel, yes. I saw the panel, and they introduced the new characters in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as well. So they introduced Mantis, which we spoke about either in the last podcast mm. or the one before the, that. It's the last one, I think, the, the Canadian, German, French, Russian... Yeah, she doesn't give Malaysian. very good interviews, I have to say. I, she no, she go. doesn't. I mean, I can understand it's very difficult to give an interview with the the Marvel thing hanging over them. They can't say anything about the plot. They can't say anything. Yes, about yeah, anything yeah. really. And I think it must be difficult. But even so, her interviews were just yeah, they were, they were just quite poor, unfortunately. Uh, and they oh, introduced well. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, he's playing uh, Peter Quill's father. Isn't yeah, he? he is. He is, and yeah, it's the biggest. Information I think from the Guardians of the Galaxy two um, panel. Yeah, I, I saw, I kind of I saw a few panels, but I kind of just flicked through them. I didn't really watch any in full. But that was a weird one. And a bunch of people turned up in costume. Didn't yes, they, they did. What was the guy's name? <laughs> guy in blue with the fin on his head. Yeah, y- Yondu. In yeah, the Yondu. Film, yes, the Yondu. The actor's name. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were, all the basically all the savage characters just turned up in costume and started heckling all the other actors who didn't really know what to do. Um, I watched a bit of the Suicide Squad panel. Yes. Where they, they'd line them all up, like everyone turned up for it. And then basically just Will Smith talked for 20 minutes and everyone else just sat there. <sighs> I told you about Will Smith, Colin. We've spoken in a great length about it. You did. I'm not, su- um, I'm not surprised, though. He is a limelight hogger. For those of you who don't know Zijan's views on Will Smith, listen to our last episode. <laughs> <where> he- <laughs> did you see the last trailer of Suicide Squad? Um, I think I deliberately didn't watch that one actually because I'd heard that it gave 
bit too much away. Oh, okay, so right. I've seen it, but I'm not going to tell you about it now that you don't Thank want you. to see it. <laughs> but um, the only thing I wanted to point out was that there's a surprising uh, lack of screen time of the Enchantress played by Cara Develine. And I think even in the earliest trailers, yes. you don't really see her about, really. you when Especially when they pan the whole group, they do the whole group yeah. shot and everything, she somehow disappears from the shot. So I'm not sure what's going on there. I think they've done really well Suicide Squad in, in not giving away the entire plot line because uh, so many films now like, like Batman and Superman like I said I didn't watch the trailer until afterwards but the entire film was in that trailer pretty mm, much yeah, yeah whereas Suicide Squad we know who's in it we know the character stuff but we don't really know what happened no we don't know so, who the uh, bad guys are why they are yeah 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 so there's a few guesses obviously yeah uh, the Joker but yeah we don't know really what's going on so well done mm, them I'm just hoping it doesn't turn into the Will Smith and Friends show <laughs> well uh, next next time we will be talking about Suicide Squad, having seen it, so we'll be able to yes, find out. Yes, we will. It's coming, it's coming out this week, isn't it? Uh, I think it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forward to um, first week of August, or maybe second. Um, yeah, so the, the other things that they, they talked about at Comic-Con, they, they revealed all the logos, and I don't I don't really care what the logo is. I don't know about you, but I saw some people getting very excited by the, the Thor Ragnarok logo. <sighs> it like, it really doesn't affect we my We are just as excited as when Wonder Woman saw the logos on Lex's screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. So let's skip over that. Um, that Joss Whedon turned up to uh, to Comic Con. Yeah, I, I had word um, that he wanted to make a Black Widow film. I was going to say, and I, I almost actually said this um, when we were talking about it on the podcast mm. before, because I thought he'd do a, he, he, he got a bit crushed by the Avengers experience, I think, because it was like such a huge mm. project. And, and Age of Ultron, I think there was a lot of studio interference. Yes. But I think this would be perfect, a Black Widow project where he, it's it's. Yeah, quite low level. It's just a spy movie. There's no, no need for like billions of pounds of yeah. effects, um, and he wouldn't necessarily have all sorts of other storylines he had to set up. And I think he really gets that character as well. He wrote really well for Black Widow in both the Avengers. <laughs> I films, agree, I but every time someone speaks to me about a Black Widow film, it always brings up to mind the Saturday Night Live trailer for Black <laughs> Widow. <laughs> and for those who don't know, yeah. Saturday Night Live is a, a a sketch show in the US. And they did one starring Scarlett Johansson because they always have famous actors to star in their yeah, sketches. Yeah. And their the, the Black Widow trailer was basically set like a rom-com because that's the only way they think that's, that's, female superheroes can that's be That's what we've been like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Okay. Um, time time is rattling on, so we should probably move away from Comic-Con uh, unless you have anything no, else no, to add. No, no, those are the main things I wanted to cover anyway, so... Yeah. The only trailer we've not really mentioned is Lego Batman. So um, go go and watch oh, Lego Batman and tweet us what you thought about it. That was a good trailer. I enjoyed uh, it. <laughs> yeah. That'll do. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. It's good fun. Uh, and let's move on to Star Trek Beyond. So this is the, the third film in the, the Star Trek reboot series. I saw it on the opening night, um, which is a bit weird because I wasn't that excited yeah. by it. But it's uh, <laughs> time to be there. So I, I don't know about you, Susan, but uh, in terms of Star Trek history... Are you kind of a Star Trek fan? Have you watched all the TV series? No, not at all, like actually. That? I think the only... The, my first exposure to Star Trek was Star Trek First Contact, and that was the last film in the previous generation, I think. Yeah. Okay. So not really, not at all. And, and I've not watched any Star Trek apart from just these most recent mm. films. So um, so we're not, I think it's fair to say... Trekkies. Uh, we're not hardcore Trekkies, mm. No. And I think that's... Because I've, I've read a few reviews and kind of listened to... Um, some other podcasts talking about it. Some other lesser podcasts, obviously, um, and they're they're largely uh, Star Trek fans. So they're talking about how this is really true to the spirit of the uh, original, and you got okay. all these nice nods and stuff, and and they love it. And to be honest, I came away thinking, yeah, it's fine, but quite forgettable. I think I preferred this compared to the second one in this series. Yeah. I have to say that the second one, I can't remember the name, Into Darkness, wasn't it? Yeah, I right. didn't like that. At all, and I thought this was definitely better than that. Uh, I'd, I'd say, I'd say this is better, but not by much. I'd, I'd kind of lump them together. I think both of them were uh, a lot less impressive than the than the original reboot. Well, we are doing a non-spoiler review for for now, right? Let's do that. So, yeah. n- non-spoilerly, what happened? <laughs> uh, they went to a galaxy far, far away. That's a different film. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, that's, that's why you get confused about this. Um, they, basically, they, they boldly went. Um. <laughs> they boldly went where no one has won before. Um, uh, I think it started off really well. Um, Kirk was feeling disenchanted. 
with the whole being on the spaceship for such a long time yep. kind of thing. I thought that, that, that worked really well. It, it must be really dull to be on spaceship the whole time anyway. Um, yes. And then, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on day 166, if I remember yeah. right. And then he, was, um, he went on this last mission where it was supposed to be a rescue mission. Yep. I think. And then while during the rescue mission, they were attacked. And the, uh, yeah, that, that's probably enough for the non-spoiler yeah. bit. We can talk more spoilers a bit later. Um, yeah. So, I think the 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 characters were, were all back, um, and I think they they do their jobs well. But the problem is they got quite a large main crew. So, mm-hmm. you, um, obviously you got, uh, as you say, Chris Pine as, as Captain Kirk. You've got uh, Spock, Bones, Uhuru, uh, Chekhov, um, Sulu, yes, uh, Scotty. Yep. And I felt they they didn't all get that much to do. Um, um, I actually think they had more to do this time around than they did in the previous film. I think you're right. So, yeah, I think many of the criticisms I have of this film are, are probably true, but more so of Into Darkness. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Because what I thought was that it's good that they had more screen time. And I thought it was better that Sulu and Chekhov were not always on the main deck because I'm pretty yeah. sure in the past two films they were always there and they never left the main deck at all and this yeah. is the first time you get to see them actually doing something else apart from being navigator and yeah so, so when they when they landed on this this planet they were doing their rescue mission as you say yep. they, they did um, they pair, kind of paired them off or, or tripled them off in some cases in groups you don't normally see which I think was probably the, one of the more successful bits it's like well let's have let's have Bones and Spock together let's have uh, Chekhov and, and Kirk together I thought that worked very well. Yeah, I thought that worked really well as well. I enjoyed that bit a lot. I, I like seeing them interact with other characters apart from, yeah. you know, with the captain. I just wish that I'd been longer. Yeah. Because they, they, they kind of paired them all off and they're kind of interacting. And then, like, I don't know how long it was, but it felt very quickly that they just all gathered up back together again. Because mm. um, it um, I say, particularly Spock and, uh, Spock and uh, Bones, I thought... Uh, really that was good chemistry there, I think. Yeah, yeah. They were really good. What I also like was the new character. I like Jayla a lot. Yeah, yeah. So Jayla was the kind of white alien. I mean, when I say white, I don't mean Caucasian. She's actually white uh, with black lines and stuff on her. And mm-hmm. she was, uh, she teamed up with Scotty and with someone else. Yeah, she was on the planet where they tried to, well, yeah, she was on the planet where they landed, basically. Um, she, and she was trying to escape the planet. And I liked the character. She was very spunky and, yeah, she was good. It was a very good addition to the team, I thought. Yeah, and, and she's, Almost certainly going to be around for later films, isn't she? So mm. that's uh, that's a good sign. I heard apparently she was largely based on uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character from Winter's Bone. Oh really? Um, so they referred to her as J Law, and that's how that's how that name came about. Ooh, trivia! Nice mm. trivia, there. There you go. Mm. I have no evidence for that, but that's what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that worried me was because uh, Simon Pegg co-wrote the film. Yes. I did wonder if it was going to be kind of the, the Scotty show. And he he probably did more in it than he did in the last one. Yeah, but I thought they they didn't he didn't do as much as I thought he. Yeah, I was worried he was going to be like suddenly the intrepid hero and it's going to be his engineering that saved the day every time. Yeah, but I thought and everyone he, did more this time around than he did in the previous films, though. To be fair, like apart from yeah. apart from Spock, I think Spock's character. Yeah, because I think before we just saw basically it was just Spock and Kirk yes. over and over, and those are two. I mean, really good performances. I think Zachary Quinto as Spock is absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good not to have too much of them. So yeah, it was a very enjoyable film. I, 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 I enjoyed it while it was happening. Yeah. I, I probably will watch it again someday. Yeah, I'll probably watch but, it again. Uh, the, the, the effects were great. Um, there were bits when it got really dark in the ship, which I didn't like at all. I mean, there were some parts in the fighting scenes where it got a bit too dark. Yeah. But apart from that, it was okay. It was. It was. It was. It's good popcorn fun. <laughs> Flick in summer. Yeah, nothing. You can't afford that for it. Shall we? Uh, shall we talk spoilers? Yeah, I don't know much. I don't have much to add though. But there's not much to spoil. <laughs> not much yeah. to spoil. But uh, before I'm going to scream out spoilers again. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> Just in case. So Hello. the only bit which were a bit lacking, I thought for me personally, um, was the plot points. Okay. There were bits where it got a bit weird. So remember. She was there. The alien went to the 
I always keep forgetting what's the name of the group of people, the federation, to try to okay. get the help. How did she know yes. that she'll get Kirk to help? For because That's a good because question. they yes. need they in particular need the thing, the item on his ship, right? Yeah. So it, so it needs to be him I mean, explicitly to go and help her out of all the federation yes. ships there could be. So we're in supporters now, so hopefully anyone listening watched the film and knows what we're talking yeah. about. But it, it did seem that a lot of it was kind of like, right, we need to find this thing, and then they'll do that for like 20 minutes. And it's like, all oh, right, and now we need to find this thing, or now we need to take this thing here. It was basically a, a series of, of of different missions or kind of MacGuffins, um, which I, I didn't entirely follow, I'll be honest, no. exactly why people wanted various things. It seemed a bit... I, I get that kind of, once you've said, right, we need to get from here to here, with this mm. thing then you don't really need to know why it's kind of like fine okay that's the mission let's enjoy yeah. it but it, it did feel if you're looking for a bigger picture it wasn't really there no the and it reminded me a lot about the Guardians of the Galaxy for some reason I'm okay. not sure which bits are yeah I know the, the bits when he had the the orb of superpower and he yes. killed the alien yeah. girl it reminded me in the Guardians of the Galaxy when they went to the collector and the girl went right. and tried to grab that the stone and also the bit where they went and attacked the 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 planet, and basically all the right. sen- the the scenes of destruction, it just reminds me of Guardians mm. of the Galaxy so much. And in fact, Jayla reminded me a bit of Drax, just the way that she didn't always understand mm. what people were saying, and because Drax in, in Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't understand metaphors, no. and it felt to me that she sometimes didn't understand turns of phrase or, or how, what people were calling themselves. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see her again. I thought it was, if you remember, um, Star Trek Into Darkness had uh, Alice Eve playing Carol something, I think. Mm. Who apparently turns out later to be, uh, I think, uh, Kirk's wife or lover or something. Uh, but I'm sure that they kind of set her up at the end of, of uh, that one to say, right, she's now in the crew. And then we didn't see anything from nope, her at all. nothing at all. So, so I don't know whether Jayla is going to suffer the same fate. <laughs> I hope not. I, I like Jayla. I prefer Jayla compared to the previous yeah. one. Um, yeah. I also did not understand why Crawl was basically spouting exposition to Luru throughout the whole yeah. time. <laughs> that was yeah. so weird. I think, yeah, so Crawl, played by Idris Elba, who I'd actually completely forgotten he was in this film. Um, and he's, in, he's under masses of prosthetics oh. to begin with. And there's one scene, it was quite close up on him, and he just, I suddenly saw a sort of facial tick, and I thought, that looks like Idris Elba, the, the way he moved his face. Oh, wait a minute. It probably is Idris Elba. Um, but yeah, his whole, oh, I mean, he was such a, a forgettable villain. He was. Idris Elba was a fine actor, but you, don't, you didn't need him for that role. And he was one of these, you hear these things saying, oh, he's not just a bad guy, he's got these good reasons. And like, well, he doesn't really, no. does he? He, was a, he needs some. He was yeah. abandoned, and now he wants to kill yeah, everyone. Just because. <laughs> yeah, but the bit where I didn't understand is just the whole exposition bit. <laughs> like, oh, why do you telling Uluru? Why don't you just kill her? You know, just because yeah. I feel like that. I feel. A- I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure he slipped a reason in. Um, I can't for life remember what it was. It didn't seem very realistic at the time, but it was a kind of why, why didn't you kill me? Oh, I can't because I don't know. Kirk's gonna come and find you or something. I don't know. I don't think uh, of all the characters, I thought Aluru was the least well served because I, I liked to kind of in previous ones her relationship with Spock. Yes, um, but in this one, I mean, there was a bit of a relationship. So Spock has decided that because there are not many Vulcans left, he needs to find a Vulcan wife. Yep, and Aluru is not very happy. But that's mostly kind of that whole storyline is mostly dealt with while Aluru is not there. So it's Spock, Spock talking to Bones about it. Um, so she, yeah, as you say, she got to follow. Uh, it just elbow around and have this storyline explained to her. But apart from um, that, she doesn't do anything really. No, which is a shame because I think she's really good. Um, mm, Zoe Saldana is always good. In general, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and yeah, with that, with Alice Eve being kicked out, and there's not a lot of female, female characters. Yeah, uh, apart shame. from Jayla. So it's a, yeah, that would be nice mm. to see more of her. Mm. What do you think of their tribute to Leonard Nimoy? I thought that was handled fairly well. So. um so yeah, Lim and Noy has died since the last one, and uh, and the way they dealt with this film, for those who haven't seen it and for some reason still listen to spoilers, um, they just had him die off screen and they, they told Spock about it, hmm. which I think was fine, except Spock is supposed to be unemotional. He spends half the movie being emotional on, on the verge of tears. Yeah, he's half human. He is, but it kind of it loses its impact if he's all, like if it's like you get him being emotional like once every couple of films or something. Fair enough. But if he spends the entire time going around being emotional, it kind of loses the impact, I feel. 
He's half human. He is half human. That'll be it. Yeah, I, mean, I was trying to think, how upset would I be if it turned out that my much, much older future self had died? And I don't think I'd be that bothered. No, um, if, you, if I've lived a good life, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, if someone came to me now and said, did you know that when you're 90, you die? I'm not going to be that bothered by it. No, um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that seems odd. Mm. Of course, the, the other death, um, sadly, was, was uh, Anton Yelchin, who plays Chekhov, mm. um, which they... They couldn't really deal with in this film because it happened so late. Yeah, after post-production. Day. Yeah, so apparently there was so one bit where they're toasting to absent friends. They did deliberately change it so it was it was a focus on Anton Yelchin at that point. Mm. Um, and I think they, they dealt with that as sensitively as they they could. I think it's a real shame. He's an actor that a lot of people only know from the Star Trek films, mm. and he's he's funny in them, and I think he does fine in this one as he has in in the others. But he's a much better actor than he's been allowed to be in these films. I think. Because it's just, not it's like him and and John Cho as uh, Zulu. There's just so little for them to do. It is because even in this one, they, they yeah. are the pilots, though, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah, and maybe that was true in the original series. So I don't, I don't know. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just a real, real shame. But speaking of um, of Sulu, all, all the hullabaloo about him being gay that lasted about two I seconds. <laughs> I don't even know what the huge fuss about really. Yeah, oh, okay. well. shall we move on? Um, Unless you have anything else to yeah, say. So, yeah. oh, the, the only other thing I want to say, I've, I've seen a few places where people have been really excited by the song Sabotage, which so, and the, the important part, this song Sabotage plays really loudly, uh, which is the way of destroying a swarm of bees, which are also robots mm. or something. And some people describe it as like the best scene of the year and stuff. And I think I really don't... It was fine, but Sabotage is not a is not a song that I love. It's not a song that I rec- even recognise. I was thinking that when they had all the build up to it, it was going to be a kind of a, a real crowd piece, maybe some, like something off the Guardian soundtrack. Or, in fact, it reminded me slightly of the Johnny English moment where they suddenly started playing ABBA. I thought if, if you if you suddenly started playing ABBA there, that would have brought the house down, but sabotaged by the Beastie Boys. Not so much. Not that <laughs> exciting a song. But, although it was apparently the song that was playing on the radio when Kirk drove his car off the cliff. Really? In the first one. I couldn't put it together. If we're really expected to remember yeah, that. No, <laughs> definitely not. That feels no. tough. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 move on. Um, overall, I think we agreed it was better than the last one, yep. but not as good as the original reboot. Yep. Um, there, I say, there are lots of people who love Star Trek a lot more than we do. Uh, but hey, I'll watch the next one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Right, we we have run out of time for doing our famous actor factor segment, um, so we'll push that to next time, where we'll be talking about the films of Scarlett Johansson, uh, which means it's on to our exciting quiz. Way no, indeed. The extremely difficult questions from Colin Quiz and extremely <laughs> easy questions from Zijian Quiz. That's, that's, that's why we're naming it. As some people are not calling it. That's a great name for a segment. Um, so the, the, we do have a quiz every week. We've had six so far. The first three uh, I won. The next three were all draws, weren't they? Yeah, we did. So we're in a, we're in a, a run of, which means that you must win the next three, right? <laughs> yeah, if you ask simple questions, Colin. Okay. If you ask normal questions, like what well, I ask you. Well, I'll go first, and you can tell me if it's normal or not. Okay. Uh, question, question one. Uh, which artist recorded the soundtrack album for the film Batman? Oh. The soundtrack album. The soundtrack album. Do I know this? I don't is know. It, yeah, is it Chad Kroger? It's not Chuck Krieger. It's uh, it's it's Prince. Is it Prince? Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no, you do. Oh, I know Chuck Krieger is from the Spider-Man. Right? He sang. He did. Hero. He did the sound. He yeah. Did. I was wondering yeah. why. Where did it came from? Uh, my first question is. Yep. In the first Batman film, the nineteen eighty nine Batman film, what is the name of the chemical that was created by the Joker that causes victims to laugh to death? <sighs> Good lord, I have no idea. Um, I didn't rewatch any of these films or what? even do much research. I mean, I've watched them years ago. Um, was it uh, Joker Gas? No, it's Smarlax. It's got... <laughs> these, are, these are easy questions, aren't they? Those are easy, Colin. <laughs> so easy, everyone knows that. I feel this isn't going to be a high scoring <laughs> question two. <laughs> no. um, which character was played by Billy D. Williams in Batman, but was recast for Batman Forever? Hmm... Was it Gordon? No, it was uh, Harvey Dent. Um, oh. Two-Face. Played by Tommy D. Jones in, in Batman Forever. Ah, okay. 
Okay. Ah, that makes sense. Um, so still zero for still everyone. Still zero. <laughs> yep. Um, question two in Batman Returns. What did Selina Kyle discover her boss was planning to do, which resulted in him pushing her out of the, his office window? I didn't even remember that he pushed her out of the office window. <laughs> what is this, Colin? <laughs> We're supposed to do a Batman quiz. <laughs> I really should have done more research. Um, uh, she discovered that he was about to uh, uh, steal lots of money. No, he was trying to monop- monopolize Gotham's electricity supply. Was he real? Yep. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zero Two questions all. each. Zero all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Question three. Who played Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin? Uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. We have a correct answer. Way! <laughs> One, zero. Um, question three for me. In yep. Batman Forever, what is the name of Batman's love interest played by Nicole Kidman? Um, she is called Doctor... Yes. Something. Doctor something. I knew this once. Um I'd say this is one of the one of the better of Batman films. Can you, yeah, you can like you Wild Kilmer. I do but Val Kilmer actually is my favourite Batman. Yeah. Um and stop dragging this on. I'm killing playing for time. Um Chase, Doctor Chase. Yeah, you're right. I'm there gonna give you go. half a point for that. What? <laughs> Her <laughs> last name isn't point. Chase. Her last name isn't Chase. Her first name is Chase. Oh really? Yeah. You're not going to give me that? Okay, fine. You get one <laughs> point. And this is why you see my friends are saying that I go easy on you. That is true. That was very generous. Um, Dr. Chase Meridian. Um, lovely. What was her surname? Meridian. Oh, it was Meridian. Which guess I got it. I got it right eventually. Um, yeah, I gave you like 10 minutes to answer that question. <laughs> you did. Very generous of you. Yeah. Um, that makes it one or No, it doesn't. <laughs> It means you owe me big time for the next two questions. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you, they get easier. Well, actually, that Uma Thurman one. Anyway, complete this quote uh, from the Joker in The Dark Knight. Whatever doesn't kill you... Is this easier? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know some of his lines. I know, like, let's get serious. I know what happens... What? That's not, that's, not a, that's not a Joker line. Isn't it? Oh, this is like... <laughs> Why so uh, serious, he says. Why so serious, yeah. Why so serious. And then the other one was, what happens when an unstoppable force makes an unmovable, immovable object? Okay. But he also said, whatever doesn't kill you... Which stronger. Oh, so close. So he was he was uh, playing off that quote, but he said it simply makes you stranger. Makes you stranger. Aren't you going to give it to yeah. me? <laughs> I've, I've, Moving on. I feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> Question four. Yep. In Batman and Robin was nominated for 11 Razzie Awards. I was going to say 11 Oscars, but no, it wasn't. But only um, won one. Okay. Which one was it? Uh, I'm Batman and Robin, so I'm going to... It's so many it could be. Yep. Um, I actually looked up the Razzies, but I didn't pay too careful attention. Uh, I'm going to say... Worst... Let's go for... Worst lead actor... No, it's worst supporting actress. Oh, supporting actress. Oh, really? Oh, for um, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, that's harsh. That is harsh on Bad Girl. She wasn't even the worst supporting actress in that film. Um, <laughs> Uma Thurman was terrible. Okay, so one all, with one question to go. Yes. Each. This is who presi- <laughs> We've done really well. <laughs> who presides over the mock trials after Gotham falls into anarchy in The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, that's the Scarecrow. Scarecrow, correct. Mm-hmm. Yes! This could, with one question to go, this could be your first ever win, Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Come on. I'm going to change my question now. <laughs> As we speak. What, what is the combined uh, running time? In The Dark Knight Rises, okay. what was Selina Kyle stealing from Wayne's Manor? Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Uh, Come on. Yes. <laughs> she was, she was yes. stealing pearls. No, he was, she was stealing no. his fingerprints. Oh. Yes, <laughs> the beginning of this my a, my my three wins. This is a big moment for you. Yes, it is. I'm dancing around my bedroom as we speak. <laughs> All right, Zizan, what's our quiz topic for next week? I have actually oh. thought about this. Yes, excellent. <laughs> to your surprise, it's going to be films based on Rodal books. 
Because the BFG is because out. Because of the so BFG. So you have Matilda, you have The Witches, you have BFG, you have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory twice. Yeah. Danny Champion of the World. Yeah. James and the Giant Peach, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Lots to choose from. Lots to choose from. Well, let's look forward to that. So next time we'll be talking, well, we'll be doing Roldar Quiz. We'll be talking mostly about uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, we'll be looking at Scarlett Johansson films and much, much more. Uh, you can get in touch with us at uh, on Twitter at CDZ of Movies, or you can email CDZ of Movies at gmail.com. Or you can just come and knock on our front door. Uh, no, please don't. Don't do that. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.